This is about my first family visit in prison. No way to express the joy I felt during those hours inside the prison visiting room with my friends and family. It was basically priceless. But there's one thing about those visits that most non-inmates don't know about, and it's called the post-visit strip search, and it's not nearly as enjoyable as it sounds. They told us that it's a necessary procedure to do such a thing, and as a former officer, I understood that. Certainly the guards wanted to make sure the inmates weren't uh, getting contraband from their visitors so they could bring it back into the prison. But I'm more convinced that the BOP staff just wanted to keep inmates humiliated 24-7. Regardless, there should be a more humane way to check an inmate's body. Perhaps like a small private cubicle with a comfortable temperature and maybe even classical music or smooth jazz to set the mood. That'd be a good start. But these shakedown rooms weren't like that at all. They were frigid and large enough for simultaneous humiliations of up to eight inmates at a time. And this uh, shakedown room became a very intimate place, like a bedroom or a bathroom of sorts. A place where another person judged your naked body. When I had my first visit at the Virginia prison, I knew they'd be searching me, but wasn't really clear on the invasive, shiny details, which afterwards gave me a second reason to hate for my future visits to end. After I hugged my family that day and said goodbye, I entered what the guys called audition room. I kind of imagined how a shy bride must feel on her wedding night because I worried about anyone seeing my fat too. I then heard a guard yell, take off your clothes. They called him Flashlight Gordon. I assume they named him that because of the bright flashlight he always used while counting us at night. It lit through my eyelids like the high noon sun. It was unbelievable. Anyhow, I took too much time unbuttoning my shirt apparently. Um, actually, in fact, to an outside observer, it probably looked like some kind of slow, creepy striptease. And I was gazing from side to side as I was doing so, hoping he didn't really mean for me to take off everything. Come on, strip already, Gordon screamed at me. Be patient with me, this is my first time, was the only thought I could muster. Nevertheless, I slowly finished removing my clothing and folded it onto the nearby chair. I stopped disrobing when I got to my boxer briefs and then stared at this mean dude. Despite the cold, sweat beaded up on my bald head. Come on, take that off, he yelled. Okay, okay, I'm not an exhibitionist by nature. This is a bit humiliating. Give me a second, okay? I screamed these words inside my head. There I stood, cold, sad, and naked. I waited for the man to give me additional instructions, half wondering if he was comparing, and I'm sure he was. He finally said, lift your sack, while simulating his own sack lift. I complied, of course. Then he said, turn around and spread them. Spread them, I asked. Yeah, turn around, bend over, and spread your cheeks. I turned around slowly, hoping he'd stop me to say, I'm joking, but he didn't. As I bent over and held the spread, I started thinking about how far I'd fallen and wondered how my life had got to such a low point. I once was a respected Detroit police officer picked by the Secret Service to be one of the few officers on a Pope's security detail for his Detroit visit. I was the officer who ordered several New York Yankee players to enter back into the dugout when people began throwing firecrackers on the Tiger Stadium outfield. I was the officer who comforted Rosa Parks when she became a victim of a violent crime. But at that moment, my keister hung out in the air-conditioned wind while some guard, a man no less, walked towards me with a flashlight in his hand. Talk about a turn of events. Nevertheless, if this guy Gordon started to say the same words my dentist once said, which were, Relax, you're going to feel a little pressure. 
Well, I planned on turning around and belting him in the nose. As he got closer, I bravened up and asked him, Hey, what are you going to do with that flashlight? Listen, Heinz, grow up, he said. Now turn around and spread them and wait till I'm finished. Once again, I complied, but I asked myself over and over, finish doing what? The next thing I knew, his mag light was about an inch from where light has never shown before. He said, you're going to feel a little heat, Heinz. What was he talking about? He nearly burned off a hemorrhoid. He didn't need to tell me anything. Seriously, he must have had that phaser set to stun. And as a side note, for those of you men who've never had a bright flashlight shining behind there's going to be a shadow on the wall in front of you. I was impressed, especially considering the frigid temperature in the room. When he finished, I thought the misery had finally ended, and then he said, Now I need to make sure I didn't miss anything that you might still be hiding on your body. Now do three jumping jacks facing me, and then turn around and do three more. That day got worse by the moment. I never even exercised before without supportive underwear. I complied anyhow, hoping I wouldn't put someone's eye out. Then Gordon started laughing. Heinz, he said, I was just messing with you about those jumping jacks. At that time, I'd gone from feeling like a shy bride to a cheap prostitute. Not only did my face burn red, but my whole body did, according to the nearby full-length mirror. I made up my mind that I'd curse Gordon out right then and there and deal with the consequences. So I looked him straight in the eye, pointed at him, and said, That was a good one, Mr. Gordon. He smiled and said, Okay, Heinz, get dressed. I didn't see anything. I started thinking, what do you mean by that? I thought the shadow spoke for itself. As you can see, my day continued its downhill plunge. As I got accustomed to the strip search, though, it became bearable. Dare I say, even comfortable. No longer the new bride. I felt like an old married woman. I couldn't care less about my fat anymore. I even started stripping before I got to the shakedown room. Before long, when I left my visitors, I started dropping a 15-foot trail of clothes on the floor behind me like a teenager on prom night. Gordon had me well-trained. He no longer had to tell me anything anymore. However, I began to take advantage of him. I always spread him before he had a chance to speak, which made him forget all about making me do that embarrassing sack lift. I felt like I really got one over on that sucker. When I transferred to the Terre Haute prison camp in Indiana, it never occurred to me that the strip search procedures might vary at prisons with lower security levels. Following my first Terre Haute camp visit, I entered the strip room and began my old routine. The guard had his back towards me while writing in a logbook. By the time he turned around, I had my naked bun spread like butter, aimed right at him. He screamed, Heinz, what the hell are you doing? Please put those clothes back on. He looked at me as if he was also thinking, what a pervert this guy is. After I got dressed, he said, thank you, and allowed me to leave. And that moment then had become my most embarrassing post-visit shakedown ever. And on top of that, that guard seemed leery of me from then on. <laughs>